Ladies and gentlemen, citizens of the universe, fantasy footballers, Dynasty League dirtballs, NFL draft fans, and DFS degenerates worldwide, this is the Roster Watch Podcast, presented by RosterWatch.com. Roster Watch Nation, prepare for pop, flash, and sizzle. Prepare for knowledge bombs and cockamamie business. The Roster Watch crew is here to deliver the goods you can't find anywhere else. Here is your host, RosterWatch.com Editor-in-Chief, Alex Dunlap. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. I am Alex Dunlap here in studio with Byron Lambert, who's been a jet-setting fool. He's been a he's been a uh, what just a traveling Wilbury. Uh, Byron back now from the not even West Coast, Western United States portion of the training camp tour. Yeah, damn, man, it's been a while, brother. <laughs> sure has, man. Just working on what's next for Roster Watch Nation. I think it the tabulations were somewhere around 6,000 miles traveled uh, for the training camp tour. And now we're working on what's coming next. It uh, looks like there could be a trip here before the end of the draft season and before the beginning of the regular season out to the East Coast for a quick jaunt to some of the important camps, possibly Dolphins, Panthers, Jaguars in the works, all teams with some question marks that we really need to inspect before the season gets um, uh, started. So and we appreciate them even extending us the opportunity for credentials, unlike the Baltimore Ravens, the only the only team jerky enough to say we will not have a fantasy football reporter. And, and it's looking like potentially... The other team with the icicle up its ass, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, but at least they're saying that they don't have room because they're the joint practices with the with the Dolphins. And you know, honestly, it, I think, and that's fine. If there's no room, we relate to the party. We didn't get credentials in a time. That's fine. But to get back and say the reason we're not letting you in is because you're a fantasy entity, it just goes to show that you don't know what pays the fucking just bills. Just behind the times. Well, dude, that's an Aussie Newsome. Yeah. He's he's about to be on it's live fine. support it's as fine. for the life of a general manager's lifespan in the league. Ozzy Newsom, he's starting to go the way of the Dodo Bird, the Ted Thompson. Those guys are old. They don't get it. He's not going to subscribe. Somebody who comes to his office or somebody who works below his office says, can these people come here? And they see fantasy and they say, we're old and <laughs> we don't want you on our lawn. And there's no way <laughs> yeah, right. that I, we're I doing it. it. You know, I think potentially if we get, can get out to the East Coast here, uh, the timing is great. It was like we came into the draft season with a huge burst out on the road, uh, going to 10 training camps between the trash man and myself for Roster Watch Nation. And then we kind of hit the meat of draft cheat sheet season. And then we're going to circle right back around and get live coverage uh, on site again at some team facilities before week one of the season kicks off and as we uh, head towards the um, most important part of the draft season where we need as much intelligence as possible to nail those drafts uh, in earnest right before uh, the regular season. And it's going to be important, I think, to get out there to, you know, I think that it'll be cool if we can pull it all together in time. If Jacksonville is part of that trip, I'd just love to get you out there to get you snooping around about Leonard Fournette and that foot or see what that is. Because <laughs> I'm starting to get – like, did you – so there was big 
big updates to the cheat sheets just this week. The cheat sheets at rosterwatch.com that you can get with a pro membership. Uh, just a quick reminder that if you enjoy the podcast, the best way to support the podcast is by giving us a, a, a well, the best way to support the podcast is by going and get a pro, pro membership at rosterwatch.com, being able to utilize these tools such as the cheat sheet that we're talking about. The other best way is to give us a five star rating and review. Thanks to everybody who did after the last podcast. Um, I think it was helpful that I gave instructions about how to go and do it. So the way you go and do it, if you're listening to this on your iPhone, uh, go inside the podcast menu, click on on the bottom right-hand corner for the, the little search icon, type in on the top search bar, type in Roster Watch, and it'll, by the time you type in R-O-S-T, it'll auto-populate Roster Watch Podcast. Click on that. You'll see what comes up then towards the bottom left of the screen will be in like an album art icon that says RW Maniacal NFL Analysis. If you just click on that that uh, album art, it will take you to a page where you can give us five stars and where you can write a quick review. It would really, really, really help us if you could do that. Appreciate everybody who did it last time. Um, but but yeah, so the the uh, the cheat sheet. Um, updates. It was a big update on PPR, which I'm the architect of, of course, Byron, the architect of the standard sheet. Um, I, if I hear one more fucking person tell me that Spencer wears on there twice, I'm going to shoot myself in the goddamn head. Tra- I, I, I fixed that 15 minutes after it went up, right? And I got, li- I got, pro- there were the people on the forums on Orange Bloods who were, who were subscribers complaining about it, not only yesterday, but also this morning. Um, I, I, I heard about it on Twitter from probably three different people. It just goes to show people are maniacal about these sheets. All it was was Spencer Ware's name was listed twice in a row because I moved him up one spot. And, uh, and this, 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 this morning, as I'm dealing with my daughter, and I can't be around the, uh, the comment section on the website or anything like that, I get a fucking text from Trash Man that says, Spencer Ware's listed twice on the sheet. And I just wrote it back and I said, I am so fucking tired of hearing that. <laughs> if, if, if he really is, it, like, I want you to go look in that sheet and you tell me if he's really listed twice on that fucking sheet. And so I made him trash me and go, look, he goes, no, it, it looks like he's been corrected. I'm like, well, so, 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 so don't text me about it. But anyway, uh, big, big updates. Clear, clearly, there, were, there's a, there was a lot of movement, uh, at least on version 4.1 of the cheat sheet. Guys, I had to, I mean, I'm... Zay Jones, that the the ADP is going through the roof. Um, you know, I, Lamar Miller, the ADP is falling so much to where we were actually starting to get him sometimes. Uh, so just a lot of big structural updates uh, to the actual sheet. One of them that I made was actually beginning to get Leonard Fournette down a little bit, at least in PPR. I'm just, uh, are you are you starting to get worried at all? He hadn't been ready for a preseason game yet. He like. People are saying it's the same foot injury that he had in 2016 at LSU that's cropping up. He still, I mean, it's not going to be a timeshare. I mean, they obviously got him to feature him, but it could be a timeshare at the beginning. And then if you look at our strength of schedule tool, it's the worst four-game start. I'm just, I'm getting a little worried about Fournette. Well, excuse me, right now users of the standard sheet haven't had a whole lot of exposure to Leonard Fournette. Fournette, And generally speaking, I've been comfortable and am still comfortable with his positioning on the sheet, of course, it's up for uh, further review as we come to uh, the upcoming versions in the next few days. But what I will say is I do have somebody just like that from similar territory who on the standard sheet I have moved way down today. 
and that's one Mr. T.Y. Hilton. So if you want to see where he's at, oh yeah, uh, dude, well, you're me gonna want to come look at yeah, yeah, update you, 4.0. Yeah, yeah, and and, and 4.1 on the well, I mean, is is it because it's clearly just because of Andrew Luck, right? That thing's not looking good. Doctor yeah, David Chow on, on Twitter's. Doctor David Chow on Twitter's talking to him like this could, and like I said on the, like I did a solo pod for the last one uh, here on the Roster Watch podcast. You can listen back, but I said this is the kind of deal where people say it's going to be one week, and the next thing you know, they're talking about you know they're talking about two weeks, and the next thing it's you know it's three and you know, and then it's like six weeks. You're like, well, wait, 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 what 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 happened to one week? <laughs> you know, it's like it like in the, the two and the three and the four just kind of whiz by and, you you know, all of a sudden you're like, well, God damn it. This thing's going to be some more. I'm having to wait till week five. It's I just to, to, to me, it's if there's no timetable right now, set for his return, it's just so much. Di- you know, the vibes that we get out of the indie are just so much different than these vibes out of like the Giants camp where they just come right out and they're saying, like, look, Odell Beckham's day to day. You know, they're getting out in front of this thing, making sure that this in, the narrative about his injury doesn't get too far out of hand. Like, boy, is I'm, he the new Ben Roethlisberger? He's he's always been the drama queen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, hey, that foot. Did you saw? Were you traveling or or did no, you see I the play? I saw that. Like, I actually had a premonition about this before this game even happened. Well, do you think he's going to miss any game? Do you think OBJ is going to miss any time this this season? I don't think so. Do you think it'll be questionable coming into week one and be a game time decision and go out there and act like he decides to play? That sounds about right. <laughs> I, I, I'm of the impression that, look, I'm going to listen to Dr. David Chow that says mechanically the mechanism of the way it looked would indicate high ankle sprain. And if that's the case, I think he could miss a week. With that being the case in PPR and this latest version of the cheat sheet, I'd move Mike Evans ahead of him. Well, that's a fair way to split that hair. I haven't made that move yet, but that'll certainly be under review and uh, updates coming this weekend. It's just it's it's so it's it's such a hard hair. I mean, in PPR, it's a guy that scored eighteen point nine points per game last year versus a guy that scored eighteen point eight points. Well, it's been one of the hardest hairs to split all off season. And what's and what's funny is stacking the board is Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. This is one way to potentially. Split that hair once and for all. It's just if he's coming in a little bit injured and Mike Evans is coming in just so beastly like an absolute target hog, he just he's looking like he's going to – well, we, we've said it the whole time. He's going to feast even more this year with Deshaun Jackson there. But Boy, do we love Mike Evans. You mind if I get to a few updates for Roster Watch Nation? Let's do it. Take a minute or two here. The Roster Watch Podcast is brought to you by Roster Watch Nation, our pro community at rosterwatch.com who, for less than a cheap cup of coffee – Uh, support us in all of our maniacal efforts Uh, support us in the creation of all of our tools uh, all of our travels everything that we do to make sure that you win fantasy championships the 2017 roster watch cheat sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com for our pro members the revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com winning fantasy players don't use outdated magazines or expensive draft software that's impossible to navigate the Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. It's a magic sheet of paper. All you have to do is follow the three simple rules. That's it. Three simple rules. Guys, it couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. It's mystical. It's magical. It's mythical. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. It's only at rosterwatch.com. Outside of maniacally testing and retesting 
the draft cheat sheet daily for you guys. Don't forget to come get in the comments section uh, of any of the articles on the front page of the website, Alex and I, and every once in a while, even the trash man have been at, inside at, of there at, at, at our prodding have been inside of there answering as many of your questions personally, your fantasy questions as we can. And we intend to do that throughout the course of the fantasy season. And really we try to do it year round. Uh, it's really important to you guys. One way you can support us is to come to the website and ask those questions in the comment section of the uh, of the articles on the site. That's really important to us to continue building uh, that portion of the site. Um, I could do a whole podcast on observations of the West Coast, but for this one, I wanted to give my highlights of the West Coast training camp tour for Roster Watch Nation, and the honorable mention is Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was in the running for being the highlight of the training camp tour to the West for Roster Watch Nation. Keenan Allen, his recovery is actually quite stunning. And so that's something we need to pay attention to. He's moved up further on this version, on version 4.0, the update that has just gone up at rosterwatch.com of the standard, the legendary, the epic, magical standard draft cheat sheet. Keenan Allen has now moved up a couple more spots. I feel very good about him. We have a lot of information on him. There's a good amount of certainty associated with Keenan Allen. Let's get him on our team. He's a solid player. He's a solid fantasy play this year. He's a solid fantasy buy, and there is a bit of upside there. I love Keenan Allen as my wide receiver one, and I'm getting him as my wide receiver two using the cheat sheet. It's unbelievable. Uh. If I go three wide receivers to start, I'm sometimes getting him as my wide receiver three, and I feel like I'm the sickest man there is because then I'm putting Martavis in my, in, in my flex. Now, the biggest, the most outstanding highlight of the West Coast Tour for Roster Watch Nation, well, it was Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham and really the Seahawks organization, entire organization and everything all around with that team is incredible. They have an unbelievable roster, organization, organizational culture, facilities, media access, quarterback, head coach, GM. The thing's unbelievable. And at the very, very top of that mountain was Russell Wilson chunking the fuck out of it to Jimmy Graham in the end zone. I've already decided. Like, I've already been swindling around some of these DraftKings lineups. And I have a good feeling that that DFS cheat sheet is going to be in the in week one. Uh, I, I know personally that whenever I put my recommendations into the model, that it's going to have a lot of uh, a, a lot of interest in a in a Russell Wilson Jimmy Graham stack versus I, be, I believe it's the Packers. I, and I've already looked at the matchup. Fantastic. So yeah, man. I can't. I can't. It's going to be. It's going to be a you know people. People say that, I mean, people say that, you know, they don't feel comfortable taking Russell Wilson as a top five or top six quarterback. And I just ask why whenever he has top QB, he has QB one upside this season. Oh, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to get me some Russell Wilson this year. Uh, we love every minute of that. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, as part of the impetus for our trip that looks like it's potentially brewing here uh, out to the East Coast this next week, um, for visits to 
potentially the Dolphins, Jaguars, and Panthers team facilities for Roster Watch Nation. You'll have to go see our boy Eagles fan 35-35 if you go to uh, Panthers camp. Well, that sure would be nice. <laughs> He'll show you where to get the good barbecue, he said. You know, we have some good friends of Roster Watch Nation that have been really, really nice to us, offering stops around the country when we're in town. Uh, we're going to try to take as many of you guys up on those as we can. <laughs> uh, but what, one thing I've really noticed about our live on location visits, reporting, intelligence that we gather, just like we do in the off season, but really getting out to these training camps, getting out to these team facilities. This year, I've said it's a confluence of events for Roster Watch Nation, and there's a synergy. And what I, what I mean by that is there are positive spillovers that occur for Roster Watch Nation, uh, positive externalities in e uh, economic terms that occur for Roster Watch Nation when we are live on location. Another thing that happened out on the West Coast, of all teams, surprisingly, that for some reason seem to really, uh, really kind of like their roster watch, were the San Diego Chargers, the L Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. I still get it. I, I was telling Trashman on the on the serious show, man. I still can't get that shit straight. So I feel pretty confident that we have a good c connection to get out to San Diego, to get out to their practices, to get out on their beat to Los Angeles. To Los Angeles, <laughs> to Costa Mesa, Costa yeah. Mesa. Yeah, actually, it's really lovely where they're at uh, in Orange County. Um, but nonetheless, I I think there's a chance we'll be spending a little bit more time at the Los Angeles Chargers facilities, gaining on-site live intelligence for Ross well, Nation. Why do you like the media guy? I mean, like are they, they were just the, they were maybe the warmest of of all folks. Yeah, the head one of the head media guys. Uh, took a real liking to Roster Watch and a real interest in what we were doing and has invited us back and was just as, like I said, very warm. Great access. Yeah, and so that kind of access pays off. It's powerful. It's powerful for our company. It's powerful for, for our followers. It's powerful for our fantasy leagues. You know, and right now it looks like I'm going to be I hate to say living in Dallas, but between Austin and Dallas for the foreseeable future, I'll be spending some time in Dallas for sure. And that brings up, that raises the possibility as well of having access to Cowboys facilities for Roster Watch Nation through the course of this season. So some pretty cool stuff going on there. Um, we're in talks with the Senior Bowl about introducing some new technologies uh, with our Catapult Sports in Initiative that we did last year uh, into this year's offering for more, bigger, and better for Roster Watch Nation. Uh, we're hoping to be able to track potentially some quarterback analytics uh, at the Senior Bowl this year. And uh, let's see a couple other things here. We are linking up some uh, turbocharged, some supercharged internal data and analytics capabilities at RosterWatch. So this year, stay tuned for uh, the most insightful, the most robust metrics and analyt analytics and just evaluation of that data that we've ever offered you guys. And I guess last but not least, there is a sick fucking version of our hyper DFS product 
that is set to be released for week one of this season that you guys are going to be absolutely thrilled with. It's fun. It's addictive. It's amazing. And the thing is, that, and here's the thing. I don't know if we're going to have to change this at some point. We might have to change it at some point because it's honestly too cheap. And we get shit from across the industry about how cheap it is. But for, but for right now, our, our, like our Roster Watch Pro membership, I mean, to get, basically every other site, they charge you the amount for their season-long content. And if you want the DFS content, it's like $49.99 a month. You know, or like, you know, $39.99 a month. We'd be millionaires already. I mean, Roster Watch is cheaper than a cheap cup of coffee, and you get our DFS optimizer and all of our DFS analytics. You can make grips of cash in DraftKings and in FanDuel by uh, by utilizing this stuff. So if you're not a pro member, we're telling you it's a great way to support us. It's also a great way to to start winning in, in, in your uh, daily fantasy leagues using our powerful tools that are just getting more and more powerful. I can't wait to see all this new shit with Hyper DFS. By the way, I can't even stomach the idea of the trash man being a millionaire. <laughs> so speaking of, we were ping-ponging it back and forth either at the beginning of the pod or right before the pod about uh, LaShawn McCoy and Melvin Gordon because this is going to be a Melvin Gordon nation. Although LaShawn McCoy, in its magical ways, is higher on both cheat sheets, deservedly so. What do you make of the LaShawn McCoy trade rumblings that are going on right now? Well, I, I can't, to be honest, it was concerning that we heard him about Tampa Bay because it makes me th- like I, I'm kind of I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm all in on Doug Martin. I mean, Roster Watch Nation doesn't have like a hundred percent exposure to the guy or anything like that. But in PPR, he's going in the ninth round, or you can take him in the ninth. round. I mean, round. that's a big swing and a miss. I, I'm willing to take. I, I mean, it's not even a big swing. It's a little puny little PP swing. Like, you know, if, if kind of just like you're hacking around in the eighth in the eighth round trying <laughs> to hit a home run. Yeah, and so you know, my deal is. Um, my deal is I was a little bit worried about that because I thought through this whole entire process, look, watching Tampa Bay, watching Tampa Bay's preseason games, Doug Martin's the the guy. He's in there with the first team. It's just Doug Martin. He's out the minute that Jameis is out. You know, all this talk about Jaquiz Rogers taking over his job and him not like even if Jaquiz, even if puny little Jaquiz Rogers shrimpy, shrimpy Jaquiz Rogers wanted to take his job and did somehow. Like, he did a great job over the f- course of the first three games. It's not like he would he would get hurt. Like, it just, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. That guy cannot be an NFL running back for any sustained period of time. So, I never understood any of that. I think this whole thing is Doug Martin getting the guy motivated. Maybe that, maybe that organization kind of thinks that they need to, they want him to be motivated. They want him to run motivated do all this stuff. That was what I had thought. I thought he was going to come into this year motivated and that that's a talented runner on a good offense, on, on an offense that's coming along nicely. And I think, you know, ninth round in PPR, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm taking him all day. He's priced in on the cheat sheet. If he falls to like 9.02, 9.03, you're going to have him on your team. So to me, when I heard the rumblings about Shady to, to Tampa Bay, I got a little bit worried about my exposure to – uh, Doug Martin, clearly that would be pretty good for Shady. I think it'd be a better situation for him than the one. In, would it be better than the one in Buffalo? The Buffalo offensive line's a lot better. He's the I, only game in town in Buffalo. 
You like him in the backfield with a tie rod in Buffalo. Yeah, I probably like him to stay where he's at. I could see it. They're being just blowing that team up, dude. Tampa. I mean, that's one I hadn't even thought of. I thought I had them all tallied up in my head who it might be. I thought I was thinking your usual suspects: your Lions, your Giants, your Redskins, maybe your Ravens, your Colts. Maybe some shit team like the Browns trying to bring in some star power. <laughs> you have the Bucks on the radar. Wait, speaking of the Browns, what do you make of the Deshaun Kaiser? Because the trash man had me on a little bit of tilt when I was saying answering was some of the Osweiler. comments in his question in his article, saying to it. it was time to jump ship on Corey Coleman, who I'm perfectly happy getting as my wide receiver five. If he I get if I get him as my four and Zay Jones is like a four A or something, or Zay Jones is a four A and Corey Coleman is a four B, I'm fine with that. But trash me, I mean a little bit on tilt that maybe I had that wrong. But in yeah. his article he said if Kaiser starts, we'll all have to rethink this. And of course it looks like we're headed towards Kaiser starting. Here. We're gonna see what happens. I I don't know, man. I was looking at Deshaun Kaiser's preseason statistics. And if you look at his pre, you can't read into preseason stats. You shouldn't. But if you look at them, they're pretty good. You know, pretty good on a very limited sample, um, which means they'll probably be pretty bad during the season. He's he was just a bad college quarterback. But there's no. You've way always this hated Sean Kaiser. Out. I mean, he didn't pop off at the combine, but he didn't do anything for me at the combine that ruined him for me. He was kind of a. It's a bad. I had. I was, he Luke, was a bad quarterback. Yeah, he was a guy I could live with or without. But I mean, who, seen who, him a lot who knows? More. Who knows, man? It's like it's it's uh these guys they take you know they you know he, he was in a Brian Kelly system it, like Brian Kelly who thought he should have never come out of college. Come out <laughs> yeah, of college. I know, I know. I mean, I was trying to think of reasons. I, I they, you know, he's had good preseason statistics. They seem to like him. I always thought it was crazy that they were talking like it's. Why does it seem like it's gone from like Brock to Osweiler's? going to be our guy to like he he won't be our guy back to he's going to be our guy now he's not going to be again and now he's calling out the gm i don't know where they can trade him to he sure has made a lot of money if i had him i mean i guess keep doing what you're doing but <laughs> yes i mean it's worked so far what do you think you know another guy had to get down i say had i didn't have to do this i made the decision to get down on this latest re release uh version 4.0 of the standard draft cheat sheet at rosterwatch.com for all of your very important fantasy drafts coming up this weekend, is I moved Isaiah Crowell down, running back, Cleveland Browns. How are you feeling about Crowell? I like him. I mean, I like him. Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't move him down because I don't like him. Yeah, I mean, but I, you know, I like it's a, he's he's gonna he's in for a lion's share behind a good offensive line. Yeah. I hate Duke Johnson. Yeah. Um, I just wonder what's the upside of you know this offense is going to be so bad. How much do you want fantasy players in bad offenses? I to decided me, to move some right. guys over him that I think have similar upside that are in better offenses. Tried to reshuffle the deck a little bit with his ADP. I've noticed his ADP's down a tiny bit from what it was at least in standard. Well, I see. I noticed his ADP getting down a little bit, and it made me want to get. It made me want to get him. I mean, if he can. If I can get Isaiah Crowell towards the end of the third round, I'm going to be happy with that. Do you that. like Crowell or Joe Mixon more? Oh, at this point, Crowell. You do yeah, like Crowell yeah. more. I, mean, I know Crowell's going to get more touches. I know our guy on our guy Who do you want to have more exposure to, Crowell? Well, I mean, the, the way that the sheet's built right now, we're getting more, a little more exposure to Mixon. But I, here, here's the thing. I, I've 
I've been enjoying getting a couple of elite wide receivers early and then turning to, you know, fill out running backs through the middle portions of the draft. I'm, I just, I'm not sure how comfortable I am. We're putting too much on Joe Mixon being my, you know, one of my starting two running backs right out of the gate this season. Just because there's so there's going to be a lot of Jeremy Hill still involved. Like there's been a lot of Jeremy Hill in every preseason game that we've seen. Joe Mixon's looked a lot better. I have no doubt in my mind that he's going to overtake Jeremy Hill at some point this season. They're just going to see the light. They're going to have to they're going to have to get the football in Joe Mixon's hands more and more often. I just hate getting off to a slow start. I'm not sure that what what kind of volume is going to be there at least to start the year with a Joe Mixon. I know what sort of volume is going to be there to start the year with an with an Isaiah Crowell. Like so. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think on the PPR cheat sheet, just as a, ma- as a p- pure matter of volume, you know, I'm, re- I'm more sure about Isaiah Crowell, and I have to have him in a place to where if he falls to a certain, falls to a certain spot, I, I, I want some of Roster Watch Nation to have him. With that said, you know, we haven't been getting much, too much exposure to Isaiah. To, uh, I wouldn't to Isaiah get him Crowell. a whole lot in the first place, even when I had him higher. Well, let me ask you this: What about Isaiah Crowell versus Dalvin Cook, who looks like he's getting a lot of work? Yeah, I mean that's something that's something to monitor as well. I just know with Isaiah Crowell that he's going to be getting all of the well, just how many red zone touches are there going to be? I guess I get that. How many goals? I feel like many, Dalvin Cook's on the better offense, and I think he's the better player. Probably. But well, here's the thing: Dalvin Cook's ADPs. Are, I understand it's, it's creeping up. I understand it's creeping Pretty up now. Close. And Crowell's is creeping down. I mean, we've been so far ahead on Dalvin Cook for so long. Anybody who used any of these tools in the last month is chock full of Dalvin Cook. In their portfolio. Right. But it's harder to stay ahead on Dalvin Cook, which is fine. Like we say, this thing always, we're always zigging when they zag. So even when these ADPs tighten and quote unquote catch up, this sheet just take reached, it it morphs. It take, you know, reshapes itself. It retakes a new shape. You know, that brings up a good point, actually, is that when I was in New Mexico before I headed to Broncos camp, I have, I was up there with some friends who are big time mountain bikers. And they're always they all had their different bikes and they were all they were talking about and all they were showing me is the various geometries of their bike. Their of their bikes. It's basically the configurations of the frame, how it leans, where the wheels sit, how long things are, where's the seat at, how's the handlebars. It's all for different kinds of biking and so it makes me think of the geometry of the cheat sheet. So anytime I'm working on the cheat sheet these days, I'm always thinking about how, how the geometry of the cheat sheet is changing, how we are changing the geometry of the cheat sheet. It's, how a, it's, rankings, it's, a bunch, it's, like, it's like architecture. People don't get it. It's, like, it's not really rankings, right? Exactly. How rankings are really just like basic algebra. Right. And the cheat sheet, the mystical, the magical ultimate draft cheat sheet is it's geometry. Like a, it's, it's like a double helix of, of DNA. It truly is. It's a lot of spatial reasoning that's involved. Yeah. Well, what else you got, man? Lamar Miller. I mean, what? He, way down on him. I mean, I, I just I had to move him. I had to move him down because I we we started getting some of them. I'm fine with getting some of them if it's at value. I'm what do you down think value on Lamar is? Miller, but to me, to to me, Lamar Miller is in the Carlos Hyde, C.J. Anderson discussion of things, which is. You know, that belies his ADP. But if if he starts to creep into that situation on my board and I'm faced with, like, the Doug Baldwins, Devontae Adams, Michael Crabtrees, maybe even the Allen Robinsons of the world, that's when I can start thinking about 
Lamar Miller because, look, we love Deontay Foreman, and that's a handcuff you can get laid. So let me ask you this. What, you got Sammy Watkins way down in the standard cheat sheet, I'm sure. I, looked, I just looked way, at it. Way, way down. With the I, possibility of rising. I got him. The possibility of rising. Well, what is that possibility? Like, I mean, the golf, they look, they look good. In they that look last good. Golf game. looked good. It's crazy, right? Not crazy. I saw glimpses of it. That Sean McVay is a hell of a coach, man. That thing is a real offense with more of a real team now. It's just there's still going to be ups and downs and inconsistency, and there's a lot of mouths to feed. It's crazy. There's a lot of mouths to feed. Speaking, the, I mean, and Cooper Cup's one of them. Who Dude, Cooper Cup we're getting is fucking very, sick. Speaking <laughs> of guys, we, speaking of guys it, moving I mean, up. The cheat sheet, that's going to be a guy right in there with Marquise Goodwin. See, some of you guys are complaining on Twitter and complaining on the site because you don't trust the system. And look, at some point, you got to learn to buy in here. We do all this work for you guys. This is all the information we use for our own fucking fantasy leagues. <laughs> and so when you call, when you tweet us or put a message up freaking out that you only drafted five wide receivers instead of six, what you guys probably don't understand because you haven't been in the throws of this thing through the travails of the offseason uh, deep in the innards of this thing is that dude when you have a zay jones as your wide receiver four that's sick when you get a marquise goodwin or even a cooper cup now is like your wide receiver five that's fine and by the way your wide receiver five almost every time is going to be a guy you drop at some point so let's not get too worried about that there's insane running back value quality running back value with upside in the middle to late rounds of this draft i'd rather draft the wide receivers i need to start the season and stack my bench with this upside running back depth some of those guys are going to suck you're going to drop some of them too but if one two three of those guys pops that's going to be a season changer not for if you. they put win win <laughs> yeah, they're going win. to yeah and win. by the way this is an absolutely fucking sick rookie running back class this is shaping up as one for the ages i think this could be like the 13 wide receiver class when we look back at it the, with extreme depth oh the 13 and where where everybody wears number 13 kelvin mike evans odell i hadn't I thought about that i think there's one other guy that wears 13 from that class too but uh speak um sammy Watkins. so I started getting him in simulations yesterday on the PPR cheat sheet at 5.08. Thoughts? That sounds too early to me, especially in PPR. I don't see any way he's a volume guy. Yeah. To me, that's an impossible ask. If volume comes into play... Golly, we're talking about him now as a late... We're not even thinking about Dude, him in I the have fifth, Sammy sixth round Watkins. Turn. I probably have him too low. But, I mean, I have Sammy Watkins one spot below Zay Jones. Like, nobody's going to get Sammy Watkins this weekend using the standard cheat sheet. Nobody's going to get him using the PPR. Dude, well, at least version 4.1 of the PPR cheat sheet. Uh, unless he falls. I mean, I got him yesterday in one simulation at 5.08, and I thought to myself, holy shit, man. Is he re are we really talking about Sammy Watkins at the 5-6 turn? And is Jared Goff, like, is it that much worse? A healthy, uh, for one's healthy Sammy Watkins coming into the season. Do you like Sammy Watkins more than Willie Sneed? I mean, based on where you have him, sounds like probably so, but we've run intelligence on both. You've kind of been a Willie Sneed guy all offseason. The trash well, I mean, man was there. I have Willie Sneed in a spot where you're, where you're, you're going to be pretty likely to get him. 
as your wide receiver well, just three. Well, so gun to head in a vacuum. Which one of those guys do you like more? Oh, well, when a doubt gets sick, I might like to have the upside of Sammy Watkins okay. if it's a wide receiver three, okay. and then has to have the depth of the others. So uh, Sammy Watkins needs to come up a little bit on the standard sheet. I'll mark that. That's marked for. I just think you're talking about him. I think you're, if you're talking about him at at the at the end of round five, beginning of round six, that's the point where you start thinking, man, like. I'm gonna put. I'm, you like I him more than Devonte Parker with a Jay Cutler who's talking him up. I mean, what do we make of Devonte Parker and Jarvis Landry with Jay Cutler? I mean, that's part of the reason I'd like to get to Miami and I'd like to get to two days of practice. What I'm trying to work out. Yeah, Devonte Parker has been a guy who we've gotten minimal exposure to, and it, you know, I, I think that the ADP. I just think that the ADPs aren't really commiserate, at least not in PPR, at least not yet. Devontae Parker's been a guy that you can get in the more like the seventh or eighth round if 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 you want him. And we've been getting a good we've been getting a good bit of him. But like I said, man, during that during that time, usually cheat sheet users are, are then being pointed to go after the Adrian Petersons, the Doug Martins, and the Paul Perkins of the world to fill out their running back core. So it's like unless you get a couple running backs early, I don't think that the magic of the cheat sheet is going to point you to Devontae Parker too much. I might need to work with the architecture of it a little bit to get maybe get a little bit more of him. And then just you're thinking about going to Carolina. Like, have you thought at all about Kelvin Benjamin? I'm, I, had to move, I had to move him up on the cheat sheet a little bit because he looks like he's healthy. I mean, if, we, if we're saying that this is a Cam Newton – uh, there's a possibility of a Cam Newton bounce back this year. I think that that uh, would go hand in hand with the Kelvin Benjamin bounce back as well. And I mean, I was also looking at uh, Kelvin's statistics from last season. And when you look back at last, uh, you, you look back at the 20, um, what the 2016 season, you look at Kelvin's stats, you look back and think that he was an absolute nightmare, but like he still, he still had seven touchdowns last year. I mean, in standard, he had 8.5 fantasy points per game. He was a middle of the middle of the road wide receiver too. In standard, in PPR, he was. Uh, I think he was a little bit lower in PPR. But let me check and just make sure. Yeah, a little bit lower in PPR. Actually, a back end uh, wide receiver too. 12 point. Um, 12.4 uh, fantasy points per game there. But I mean, he's a guy who I was thinking, man, I haven't really thought much about Kelvin this this preseason and he could be one of these guys to watch so i got i got him a little bit up on this most recent edition of the cheat sheet um certainly not a guy who we're getting a ton of exposure to and nobody who we're going to be depending on as one of our frontline one or two wide receivers for any of our rosters yeah pretty much what you said i've had him pretty locked into where i liked him for a couple of iterations of the sheet now let me give you in no certain order i'm going to give you the four guys that sandwich Kelvin Benjamin on the cheat sheet, and you tell me if you like him more or less. Kelvin Benjamin or T.Y. Hilton? Still T.Y. Hilton. Kelvin Benjamin or... You got T.Y. buried for now. <laughs> you just For now, you just don't want anybody getting him until we didn't know anybody. I, yeah, just, there's yeah. too many other good options right. that I'd be perfectly happy with. And by the way, right now, I'd rather have Deshaun Jackson. If you want to know exactly how this all sorts out, you're going to have to come <laughs> see it for yourself. Version 4.0, standard draft cheat at rosterwatch.com. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin or Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs. Kelvin Benjamin or Larry Fitzgerald? Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. Kelvin Benjamin or Jarvis Landry? I hate Jarvis. I mean, I, I, I would have Jarvis in PPR. I certainly have him ahead of Kelvin 
on the cheat sheet just for reasons of ADP. I mean, just like we always talk about, like in a vacuum when you, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. To, this exercise is kind of ridiculous because as we know, the cheat sheet's not who we would. Well, this is just for, I just want to know, I kind of want to know in general, like start them, sit them. Right. Outside of the cheat sheet. I'm using the cheat sheet as kind of a reference to ask the question. Right. But like I said, look, as ADP's tighten, especially towards the end of the draft, where we can't just pillage for the guys we love, there's a point where we have to start going a little bit more just for the guys that we like because AD becomes, ADP starts to become a little bit tighter later in these drafts as we get, you know, as the rubber's really meeting the road here. We were, you know, you're, we're way out in front for a month. Um, but if we want some of the guys at the end of the draft that we really like, it's getting close to the point where we just got to go get them now, which is fine. Because we're having tons of depth. And there's other guys falling that we still like at, at that expense. Speaking of, we mentioned it earlier, uh, a guy that we've been getting a lot of exposure to on the standard sheet that I gave a little thought today to moving up. He might have moved up one spot. Um, but I wonder with the LaShawn McCoy stuff brewing, if it's worth thinking about any more moving Jonathan Williams up at all. I mean, we're getting quite a bit of them on the standard sheet or having the option to get quite a bit of them as it is now. I need to get him up on the But, I mean, that's a season changer if somehow you have a draft this weekend. You get Jonathan Williams late and Shady McCoy gets traded to the Tampa Buccaneers on Monday. Yeah. I need to make sure and get him up to where he's just in. Because you can get him for free. You can get the guy for free. So it's, It's one of those guys where, you know, if... God, man, and boy, he sure looked good in that week one preseason game wherever, you know, he got extended. He got a little banged up. He was a hamstring. So we'll see if we'll see how that How much more do you like him than Deontay? I don't. I think I would take Deontay Foreman and Alvin Kamara ahead of him, but I think he should be kind of in there. I think I might like him better than Jamal Williams. Well, that's interesting. So at least in standard, Jamal Williams has a way higher ADP than all those guys. Yeah. So we like them all, yeah. but because ADP is woven and into you the know fabric. What? Jamal Williams could be – Jamal Williams could – Dude, he's, he's looking just, good. Montgomery's already he's, not played he's, I mean, he might be looking good in practice. He looked like shit in the, whenever he got an opportunity to start this last game. Okay. Like, he, like that was no – like, it, that, was, that, that was no good. Like, he, it was the opportunity – they were like, we're going to get a good look – at Jamal Williams, it was like the Kareem Hunt game for KC. It's like, we're going to get a good look at Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt steps up to the table. Jamal Williams up in Green Bay does not. I mean, I don't have the exact stat line pulled up, but it was certainly uh, certainly something that was... Well, Aaron Jones got a look-see. I mean, by all accounts, this it was, is it was Jamal not, Williams. It's got an interesting... Uh, handcuff. It's got an interesting DM here. About another announcement that we will have coming up fairly soon about new content that a new content partnership that we're going to have at Roster Watch this year, involving video. And it could be that I'm set to. <laughs> it could be that I'm set to work with somebody very maniacal and very cockamamie. I would love this. Um, we're not going to. Yeah, we're can't not announce gonna, it on the podcast. Not going to announce it on the podcast, but. Yeah, be be on the lookout for uh, announcements for video content coming from yours truly as it pertains to the daily fantasy space and a co-branded initiative with Roster Watch. And so you're talking earlier about the rubber hitting the road. I see your vehicle out there. I know you got a long drive up to Dallas. You got any extra thoughts before you get out of here? 
Man, if you do what everybody else does, you end up like everybody else, Roster Watch Nation. And you don't want to end up like everybody else because while they are ordinary, we at Roster Watch and all of Roster Watch Nation is extraordinary. That will bring an end to episode 38 of the podcast for Byron Lambert, for the Trash Man, for the Robot Genius, and all of Roster Watch Nation. This is Roster Watch Podcast, episode 38, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. We will see you next time.